Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and today we are going to be reviewing the AFL Draft. Of course, if you didn't join us live for that, uh, we hope you listen to this episode. You can find the video for that on Facebook, A3 Footy Podcast, under the video section. But Alex Miller, today we're going top to bottom, best to worst. We're going to give each club a ranking on how well they did. And I think already just from our chat before the show, we've got some differing opinions on a few teams. Yes, well, that's what we do at O3, Cat. We bring different opinions, different views, feelings, emotions, and that's why we collaborate well, us three. So it's going to be great to get stuck in. There's going to be some smoky, some steals, and some really shockers today. So can you get stuck into it? Alex Doherty, I have a feeling I know who you might have up and around the top, but uh, we're going to look at all 18 clubs. We can't just talk about one. Hey, uh, look, um, it, was, it was actually tough. I was on the, I was do, just doing a on-the-spot um just before and uh surprisingly it might not be as uh, high as you think cat right right okay well i'm looking forward to seeing where uh where <laughs> where your doggies sit on this list but we're gonna go alphabetical order gentlemen start to finish the, from the crows to the dogs so let's start with the crows i had the crows in well look i had them outside of the top five but on further thought, I think I moved them up to about fourth looking at their draft hand. The Crows drafted Riley Silthorpe with their first pick, Luke Pedler with their second pick, uh, Braden Cook, this is all that's in the first round, by the way, Sam Berry at pick 28, James Rowe, Alex Miller's favourite of this draft, at pick 38, and then uh, obviously got Jackson Haley in the rookie draft. So we'll start with you as well, Alex Miller. I know you're a big fan of this draft for the Crows. Where have you got them? Yeah, I've got them. I've got them in the third position, Cat. I think they drafted really well. Obviously, Peddler Boys, as we spoke about on the draw, on the live coverage, was the big surprise uh, to jump to where he was. But some good leadership attributes, um, and he's got a bit of game. I think he can walk in uh, and maybe play a bit of a Brad Crouch position in terms of losing Ooh. a player like that. Uh, also, Sam Berry's a guy I can see playing early games. But you know, overall, Doc, they filled what they need. So they got some good young midfielders. I think. Brandon, uh, Brandon Cook's going to be a great player as well. And, and Phil Thorpe's the big one, Doc, in terms of his potential about what he can be. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the th- funny thing is, m- most of these boys, um, all of them, all them except for Sam Berry, are all South Australians. So, mm. so I think they're finally coming around to this little stigma that they've got that, um, <laughs> that uh, anybody that's not from South Australia doesn't want to be at Adelaide. So... <laughs> They're actually drafting, yeah, staying within their uh, <laughs> within their state, which and might be good considering the past few years. Absolutely, you know, lots of Victorians returning home uh, for the Crows, which uh, I've got a bone to pick with another team later <laughs> on about that exact thing. But uh, I think they did well here, Doc, and uh, especially later on, James Rowe was a real, real value pick. I think one of us yeah. had him in had him in about the top thirty or the top twenty five, even. That would have been that would have been Alex Miller. Jimmy, uh, I, I, that's his favourite. His favourite man from this draft is Jimmy. Yep. I must, I, I must agree. Look, look, looking at um, looking at his um stat sheet from this year, he's actually had a really good year for Woodville. So it's uh, fantastic to see him actually get a get a chance because I think he could he could fill that need, especially with the news yesterday about uh, Tyson Stengel Miller. Uh, yeah, being an absolute pest, and uh, well, it's a real shame <laughs> well, what's happening. Yeah, I was going to say, shame what's pest happened is putting it mildly. <laughs> As Cat uh, was saying in our chat yesterday, it's a shame, Tyson, because he, he started well and sort of fell off the rails a little mm. bit. But I think just back to the Crows quickly, boys, I think, like you said, uh, boys, with them drafting all these South Australians, it, it's good when they're rebuilding Cat to form an identity of a, of a local 
well, sorry, local sort of players uh, to yeah. stay around and that's going to keep those boys around for a long time. Where do you have them, Doc, in your rankings? I had I had them uh, fourth for mine. Uh, there you go. V- very good selections all around. B- yeah, little bit fourth too. A little bit skeptical about Pedler being p- taken that highly, but he could actually get games. Um, yeah. Uh, early, early next year, I really yes, like. If you weren't if you weren't watching our live draft coverage, <laughs> Luke Pedler was probably the uh, well first first and foremost. Will Phillips uh, drove yeah. us all nuts when North picked him, but Pedler was probably the second one. I think that got the biggest reaction out of us. <laughs> Pedler was on his bike early. Uh, <laughs> no one was uh, expecting him to go that high. Uh, uh, I, I must say, I really, I really do rate Sam Berry at twenty eight. I think he's another one who who will probably get games really, really early, considering the fact mm. that they have lost one of their best on ballers in in Brad Crouch and. Mm. What 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 they what their plans with uh, Matt and Rory Laird and Rory Sloan and all, all the uh, all the veteran heads next year will be very very interesting. All right, so we've got two fours from you boys, fourth yes. in the rankings, and I've got them third. So that's a good one there for the Crows. Uh, we all move around, on. I think we're all pretty happy with the Crows. Yes, effort. yes. We move on to Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane. So they had three picks in this draft. Um, they had twenty four, forty three, and eighty. Uh, 48, sorry. They took Blake Coleman with 24 after the Pies put a, a bid in and they said, mm. piss off, uh, Mr. Ned Guy. You're no friend of mine, Mr. Guy. And uh, Coleman went 24. Harry Sharp, no relation to uh, Jeremy up at the Gold Coast, but a good pick there at 43. We talked about, about a bit him. And is this Henry Smith? Is that Henry Smith, yes. Henry Smith. The, the big, big Ruckman. King, uh, Ruckman he is, Henry. Which, which is good, Cat, uh, considering that Steph Martin's left. Archie Smith had a couple of injury troubles. Mm. Uh, we're surprised about uh, Sam Walsh's brother not getting picked up. But where do you have Brisbane overall, Cat, with the picks that they had? Well, look, I have them a bit lower just because I think uh, the Coleman bid for mine was one that they probably weren't planning on or expecting to come that early. Um, and I think it made them give up a few early uh, earlier points that they might not have wanted to. I thought the Henry Smith pick late was uh, decent. He wasn't rated all too highly coming into the draft, though. So, uh, But in terms of getting a Ruffman to replace um, Steph Martin, I thought it was not too bad. I had them down about 16th just because, you know, they didn't have too many picks to work with. But when you finish top four, Doc, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to take too many kids in the draft anyway. Uh, you, you don't. You just need, just need to um, pick a couple of kids that you think will probably work really, really hard to try and get their place in the team. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, a bit like you, Cat. I had them, had them down around that mark area. I had them 15th. I thought they were... Um, yeah, the Coleman bid, I didn't expect coming in until later as well. So about 30... Yeah, clearly, clearly, Chris Fagan and the, uh, and the rest <laughs> of the recruiting team didn't either because they were on the calculator <laughs> making calls around to everyone trying to get a, a trade done. Um, Harry, Sharp, Harry Sharp's a nice little get at 43. He's hard yeah. work, hard-working, good runner as well. So he, he'll, he, might, he might fill a need up on the wings at some stage. And Henry Smith, a bit of a speculation pick, but um, as you said, I think he fills a need... In, the, in their ruck department with uh, Big O kicking on now and Archie Smith kind of mm. hanging around like a bad smell at the moment. So, <laughs> uh, I also had them same level as you, Doc. I had them 15th. I think, like we just mentioned, the picks they had, they did okay to walk away. And they get Blake Coleman, which is probably the key uh, to that draft for them. So, well done to the, uh, to the Lions with what they had. Carlton was another team that didn't have all too many picks. They came in at uh, pick 41 I believe it was. They had to trade, obviously, uh, a few picks for Adam Saad to get their man in. But I think they did well with what they had. Uh, picking up Jack Carroll, who we all rated really highly uh, at pick 41, was 
an outstanding move. Uh, there was always going to be someone that was going to get a slider, and Carlton were the ones this year. And then in the rookie draft, they picked up Luke Parks, who I they still also, don't know too much about. <laughs> they also got Durden at 37, Cat as well. Yeah, so, that's right. Corey Durden um, as well. I missed him. They've, they've done well, I think, Doc, to mm. walk away with two guys. Uh, Jack Carroll's a standout, as we talked about on the live coverage. He's a guy who... I had in the top 15. He was in my first round mock and he's ended up going 41. So the Blues would walk away pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think a lot of, if, if you go around on a lot of the, um, a lot of the uh, draft draft uh, forums on, on big footy and, and the like, you, you'll find that Jack Carroll was pretty highly rated in terms of his football ability. He's So you know, what is it though, Doc, that's let him slip this far? Because obviously a Perth boy, there were, there were Fremantle... And, well, West Coast didn't come into the fold into the 50s. Fremantle were pretty happy with their academy boys and they got two locals anyway in, um, you know, Chapman and O'Driscoll. So why somebody of his calibre slipping this far? Do you think it's injuries? It might, it might be injuries. I'm just having a, I'm just having a quick look now. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he, he's, had, he's had a little bit of injury trouble, which has been uh, probably the, the biggest cause for him to slide down so so far because everything else he does is great. He's really good with his hands and his feet. He makes a great decision um, really really consistently, and he's got good at, he's got good athletic attributes as well. Mm. So there's a lot there's a lot of potential in this kid in to, for him to be something. For Carlton to pick him up at forty, mm. I mean they're a side that well, they're, they're trying to go they're try, they're looking to go towards playing finals now. So whether or not he he fits in the grand scheme of things in the next year or two probably remains to be seen. I think it's pretty shrewd drafting by the Blues. It almost seems like a bit of a tactic. Uh, we talked about Brody Kemp at length as well, but a similar sort of story for him last year. Obviously, these guys probably wouldn't be cracking aside, like, as you said, Doc, if they're aiming to play finals. So give them time to, you know, rehab their injuries away, play a couple of good years in the VFL, and they could uh, could fill a need in, in the side come their uh, finals campaigns. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um- so where'd you have them, boys? Uh, also, also, I really like Corey Durden with, with their with their yeah. first pick of thirty seven. Really, really quick, nimble, small forward. Who they they're building up a really good crop of um small forwards now, Carlton. I think you look mm. at you look at who they've got now. You know, you can got Jack Martin who can who's really quick on his feet. You've got well, Eddie Betts can still play to a certain degree. Yeah, uh, Lockie Fogarty, you, you, you assume will play a little bit more as a small forward next yep. year now, and now Corey Durden, which is um. It's, it's, it doesn't look like it's a bad uh, mosquito fleet in the future. <laughs> From a team whose best small forward was Matty Wright about four Correct. years ago, suddenly it's looking a lot better now. Yeah, I had the Blues in 10th. I originally had them a little bit lower, but looking at the guys again, I think they did really well with the picks they had. Um, and it's it's very hard to rank teams in this, uh, this draft because I think mm. everyone had a really, really strong draft, basically, except for uh, one team later, which we might not name names. But... Uh, Everyone I thought did well to their needs, so I'm going to put the Blues in tenth. Yeah, where'd you have them, Doc? I had them uh, seventh, actually. I thought for oh, for, wow. the, for the picks that they got, um, they've done really, really well for themselves. I, I, I thought Durden would have gone a little bit higher than 37. Carroll, I, I would have thought would have been gone by the first round because his talent is enormous. But um, you know, with these picks, yeah, it's 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 middle of the road. You either pick the really speculative ones or you go with um, 
players that are, that that have somehow slid down mm. the order, and and Carlton have gone the uh, the ladder, and they've done again. They've they've made out really really well for the picks they've got. Yeah, I've got them. Uh, I've got them twelve, sort of smack bang in the middle again. They just done well with their picks. So well done to the Blues. We've got a team here who had a very very strong draft. Collingwood, of course, we were following their guy on his amazing journey through the first round, <laughs> building up picks <laughs> constantly. It seemed like. And uh, he ended up actually getting three picks for the Pisces in the first round. Boys, obviously, Ollie Henry, their first pick at 17. Finlay McRae at 19. Got their man, their academy man, Fraser McInnes, at pick 23. They were very happy a bid didn't come before them. Caleb Poulter at pick 30. And one of my favourite names from the draft, Bo McCreary, the cowboy himself, uh, (laughs) at pick... Pick 44, and then they, of course, went to the rookie draft for the sorry, few picks as well. Sorry, Kat, did you say Fraser McInnes? Yeah, I was going to say, say Fraser. Yeah, I, I think, think you might have said, have. I think oh, you might have no. said Fraser McInnes. Uh, Reef. How could I forget Reef? Great Barrier Reef McInnes. Great oh, Barrier Reef McInnes, not related. But, but the Pies have done extremely well here, boys. You know, Oliver Henry's a team <laughs> need. Finn McRae's a team need. Reef, a guy they wanted to... They're always good again. Mm. They've done well to land him at 23. And Caleb Poulter is the big one here at 30. I reckon this guy can walk into Trelaw's spot possibly around one because he, he's physically ready-made to go. You can find the footy. Um, and then they got McMahon, who's a key four, which is what they need. And yes, as uh, Kat said, the Texas uh, Ranger, McQuarrie, McQuir- <laughs> uh, ready to go at 44. So... I've put them number one, boys, I think because uh, what they've drafted, like I said, they're all team needs. I think mm. Ollie Henry can make an impact. McRae, McGuinness and Potts can all make an impact in their first year and, of course, get better in the future. So I've got them number one in my draft rankings, which, Pies fans, if you're out there, makes up for your shambolic trade period. But where do you fellas have them? I actually had them with you, Miller. Um, they're number one for mine as well. Um, yep. They've got a lot... Is team needs is probably the best thing to really put it. Ollie Henry, Bo McCreary, they give you really good goal-scoring options, good scoring yeah. power. Uh, Finlay McRae has that really good class on the outside. I think that's something that Collingwood sort of lacked a bit this year, particularly with Tom Phillips kind of you know in no man's land at the moment mm. before he got shocked, uh, shipped out to a Hawthorne for nothing. Um, <laughs> the fact that they got McInnes, a bid for McInnes after their initially initial first two picks is a is a big plus yeah uh he, he he there was a lot of talk that he could have gone between picks uh 10 to 15 um polters and a good a good get at 30 good bargain uh buyer mm. and and they get a key forward in in liam mcmahon uh, i would have rathered uh uh kane baldwin but um you know you can't always get what you want so <laughs> the kid will get his shot he'll get his shot mid-season draft is still yeah. Still available for him if you want to. Um, yeah, I've got the pies up in first as well. I think it's there a consensus go. clean sweep wow. from us at A3. I think given the guys that they lost this year, they lost a lot of aggressive presence. Obviously, Trelaw, probably their most uh, attacking midfielder of the bunch. And then Stevenson, uh, Phillips on the wing, Vicente Villagi all going out. They went for all really guys who are going to be adding to that uh, aggression and attack, which is something they were lacking a lot this year. So they could have... <laughs> Could have gone for a very uh, strongly defensive draft and, you know, just go for the midfielders and fill in and rely on uh, Darcy Moore and Jeremy Howe all year. But I think they did fantastically here, the Pies, and I think they'll bounce back quicker than uh, people might think. Could even see the finals again next year. 
I, I, I've been pretty staunch about Collingwood still being in that finals bracket. So uh, if, if they do get into the finals, uh, you, you may you may applaud my genius. Uh... He's not sure to take the uh, praise here, Catalina, this man. <laughs> well, pretty... We haven't given our preseason predictions yet, but uh, I'll hold you to that, Doc. I will hold you to that. Uh, the Bombers yep. are yes. next. And I was very, very happy with this draft, boys, as we saw on draft night. Uh, we landed all the guys that I was hoping we would. Nick Cox, Archie Perkins, and Zach Reed in that 8, 9, and 10. A fantastic haul from the Bombers there. Of course, the two Academy guys getting in as well. Cody Brown and Josh I with bids not coming in until 39 and uh, 53. And then the rookie drafts, they didn't do anything too out there. Just re-rookied Marty Gleason and Dylan Clark, which is what the yeah. club said they were going to do. Boys, I'm very, very happy with this uh, with this <laughs> this draft, Miller, and you know you could see it from the smile on my face <laughs> as soon that, as they called out Nick Cox's name. I was going to say, Ken, I'm not sure how you're still smiling today. Your face would be that sore, mate, in such a good time. <laughs> but um, yeah, Nick Cox is a great get. Obviously, can play either ends. Uh, Zach Reed's going to be a great defender for a long time, and Archie Perkins, good to see him staying uh, local. And Cody Brand, I reckon, is a player that might. Uh, have a part to play at some point, maybe late in the season, if not next year. Um, so I had the Dons. I had them fourth because I think that I did really well with, like you said, that eight, nine, ten. They got boys that are happy to stay around. And uh, Adrian Dodoro doing what he does best, put a bid on Rioli as well, just to. Uh, just <laughs> had to, to get one. Had to get one. He didn't. You didn't do any of them in the first round, so he had to do. Had to do one later. Yeah, and he uh, did a couple in succession after. Uh, <laughs> Later on, when me and Doc were just watching, waiting to actually go to bed, uh, <laughs> the dogs and the dons uh, were just having a go of a bidding war. It was Cody Brand, and I can't remember who the other fellow was that Essendon bid on again. So, yeah, got them fourth. Where did you have them, uh, Kat, as a, as a dons man yourself? Well, I had them second right after the pies. I thought it was okay. – they, they nailed those top three picks, and uh, Iron Brand got there basically no issue. So, second yep. for mine. There you go. Doc? Yeah, with Cat, I have the the Don second as well because um, they pretty pretty much filled in what I what I was hoping that they would get. They would get uh, two key position players with their first three picks and 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 a player in Archie Perkins who is a, a good height for him at uh, one eighty eight and it's something that the Bombers don't have too much of. So he is a is a very good talent, Archie Perkins. So what role he plays for the Bombers the next year or two, I, I reckon he could play a little bit more forward given his strength and size and his ability to win one-on-ones, but he could really become a really good player in that midfield in, in, in about five, five to seven years. There you go. Very cool. We've got Frio next, who, as we said before, stuck with a lot of local talent. Heath Chapman was their first pick uh, in the first round. Nathan O'Driscoll, Doc, I know you were very, very happy about. You wanted him at the Dockers from the start. <laughs> Of the uh, of the drafts, and he got there, and of course there are two academy boys later as well, Brandon Walker and Joel Weston. Tell me what you like about O'Driscoll, Doc. He's a hard worker, O'Driscoll, and he's and he he's a good balanced midfielder. I think he's good. He's when he's caught, when he's caught when called upon in the inside, he goes. He's a, he's he's a he's already a good a solid contested midfielder, and he he he's got enough pace and enough spread to really run on the outside as well. He's, He's a good user of the footy too, O'Driscoll, and that's what I like about him. He a lot of a lot of there was a lot of um, speculation on where he would have landed. There were, you know, I know you had him at the at the top ten, cat. You wanted mm. him at the Dons. Uh, I really rated his skill set, uh, O'Driscoll. I thought he was perfect for what we might have needed, but great for Freo for him to slip all the way down to the first pick of the second round. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, they had to they had to trade up to get him as well, which is um, which was good. And the fact that they uh, got Heath Chapman for for their for their first pick as well, wouldn't have thought that he actually would have lasted that long. I thought no. apparently GWS and North were both really really interested in in him. Uh, for, so for him to land at fourteen, I think that's I think that's amazing for them. Very good get. And um, their two academy boys in the fifties is. Uh, yeah, I would have thought Walker. I would, I would have thought a bid for Walker would have been in the in the first round, and I would have mm. thought uh, Weston at least probably maybe mid twenties, mid thirties, something like that. I don't know if you saw much of his, of their uh, rookie draft pick Miller Josh uh, Treyaki, I believe. Yes, yeah. um, very mobile key forward from the looks of it could add a bit to that forward line. So another <coughs> uh, another nice pickup for them. Yeah, no, I I like that one there, Kat. He's got some legs on him because he can cover the ground well and at, at some pace as well. So he looks like he as well. He's got good ground ball gets for a guy that can then uh, get get down on his knees and get up, get it out to the smalls that are crumbing around there. So um, yeah, I, I've got Freo second here, boys. I originally I originally had them fourth and I switched them with the Dons at the start of the episode. So I got Freo second just because of all the mentioned points. Chapman wasn't going to be there at fourteen. Um, O'Driscoll was definitely not going to be that 27 and Walker and Weston at two, two picks that they didn't even have to worry about. So again, all local talent, all happy to stay. And I reckon that O'Driscoll could be uh, definitely redrafted as a top 10 if we're to do a, a look back at some point. Um, Maybe in the next five years, we'll have a look. <laughs> yeah, he's going, to be a, he's going to be a star for Frio and already adding to their amazing young core. Uh, exciting to see what they bring next year. Yes. That's, that's a great call, uh, Miller. I had them third, uh, yep. just, just behind, just behind the bombers. Cause I thought, as you said, they've got the, um, they've got local talent. You know, I wouldn't have thought that they had to trade up to get a Driscoll, which is, which was fantastic for them. Um, and also, yeah, as I've said, Chapman probably, should, probably wouldn't have, I didn't have Chapman going there. He would have gone a, a bit earlier for mine, but, um, Mm, I know I had them. I had him to the Giants. Uh, sorry, where'd you have Freo then, Cat? Uh, I've got Freo in fifth, so just outside of that yeah. sort of top four range. And I thought they had a really strong uh, draft. So uh, well done, well there done, Dockers. <laughs> they had a good one. Uh, next up, we've got the Cats. I believe <laughs> it is. Yep. Who uh, yep. didn't have as many picks. They had a very weird. <laughs> Had a very weird bolter in the first round. Max Holmes. No one sort of saw that coming. Apparently the D's and the Saints were very keen on him. But uh, the Cats got in yep. got in first. Um, then they had Nick Stevens in the in the third round, I believe it was. So not too and many Neil. picks. Not too many picks. Yeah, Shannon Neal. Oh yes, and Shannon Neal as well, the big Ruckman. 33. That pick 33. Mm-hmm. Um, so not too many picks for the Cats. Neil, I thought, was probably their best uh, pickup. Yeah. Of the draft, they needed another ruckman, so uh, that alone boosts them up a little bit, Miller. But uh, not too much action from them this draft period. Yeah, not a whole lot going on. Um, surprised they re-signed Darcy Fort if they knew they were going to get a ruckman <laughs> in the draft. But uh, as I've said before, Doc, we'd like to see the Shannon Neal and Michael Noll match up. Hopefully, Michael Noll gets picked up by a BFL side, and we're going to have those two battling it out in the ruck. That'd be great. Uh, uh, you'd love to see Michael Noel play uh, play VFL footy. Um, uh, uh, Coburg, I want to say I want to say Coburg. There it is. <laughs> get Coburg. Um. <laughs> if, if there's anybody from Coburg listening, to this, get on the horn to Michael Noel right now. Tell yeah, him that, 
Tell them that we need them. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure about Maxi Holmes there at 20, but it was stolen off mm. us, that pick, so I don't really care what's happened with that. I was pretty devastated that it happened in the first place. So I got Yeah, why'd you, why'd you let the Cats do that? That was a bit of a... Uh, that's yeah. why you should have said, nah, we're not trading it. We want to get we might. a decent play with our first yeah, pick. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're planning a hatch uh, next year for a, a top pick. They're trying mm. to trade up because they're gathering assets. We also have a second round pick from Sydney next year, along with our first and Geelong's first. So right. not uh, sure what we're doing down there. But I had Geelong 16, uh, just because, yeah, not much going on. Sh- um, Shannon Neal, definitely the best pick. Doc, where'd you have them? I had the uh, the Cats 14th. Um, look, Holmes is a bit speculative. Uh, he's got a lot of pace, but not a lot of, but still very, very raw. And we'll probably, we'll probably get the chance to, to work on his skills because, the, the cats are in the um, the win now phase, and they probably won't win anything. Uh, so they certainly haven't won anything here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got I, the fourteenth as well. I, I definitely like Shannon Neal. Um, yeah, as you said, fills a, fills a ruck need. Um, hopefully, bumps off Darcy Fort sooner rather than later. Um, but and uh, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Nick Stevens with their last pick at forty two. Uh, tall, tall sort of. Defender that can still that still provides uh, run and carry out of out of the half back line. So that's not a, that's not a bad pick. Yep. We've got the Suns next. Who somehow this is a this is the excellent feel good story of the draft. Elijah Hollands, who slipped down to pick seven after North Melbourne, who looked like a shoe in to take him, uh, skipped on him, and then he slid down three more picks. So they'd be very very happy about that. The Suns, lots of academy boys for them as well. Alex Davies and Joel Jeffrey getting signed outside. Yeah, of the drafts. Aiden Fife and Reese Nichols, the other two Academy boys who they took late in the rookie draft. And Jacob Townsend, they've yeah. given a lifeline to Miller. So he's heading to his fourth club to round out the draft for the Suns. Yep. The uh, travelling Townsend, they call him now. He's been around the traps a little bit, this this young man. But he's worked his ass off and he's, uh, he deserves another crack of it. But all in all, the Suns did really well. We talked about Cat having a smile on his face. But Elijah Hollands, I think at training, he'd still be smiling his ass off. He... We're so happy this guy. We called it on draft night. Great to see the, <laughs> the raw emotion and, and passion. So going to be amazing to see he, him link up with uh, King Raoul and uh, Noah Anderson. So uh, I'll tell you what, Doc, the Suns walk away very happy with another one's out to the young core. And again, they could push for the eight this year. Oh, it's not a bad call. <laughs> Probably won't get there, but they're, they're building something really special now, the Gold Coast. I think Elijah Holmes is a really really good talent in terms of mm. his skill set you know not an accumulator but GC makes his positions count in terms mm. of you know kicking efficiency his ability to get others involved and he knows how to hit the scoreboard too and it'll be interesting to see I was listening to an interview on SCN the other day about him about about when he is expected to return he's He's not not fast. He he wants to put his health first, and that's great for him. Mm. You know that that speaks a lot about his character. He's not rushing to get back into the team. Yeah. I want to say another area in which Elijah is quite a late boys is on the social media. Loves a loves a good tweet. I've got one here that I want to read out. Uh, yep. Just after the combine, he put this uh, this nice little <laughs> this nice little tweet out into the world. Disappointing day Wednesday with being stiffed at 189 centimeters. Not going to let this hold me down and I'll be back better than ever. Just another bump in the road that I'll move past quickly and swiftly. Thanks for the support. Hashtag robbed. I believe he is now officially listed at 190 centimetres, Elijah. 
So uh, it's very, very <laughs> stiff to not get that extra centimetre. I think he's been put on the uh, <coughs> kitchen table and two people grabbing his arms, two people grabbing his legs and <laughs> trying to pull him out, get a bit of extra centimetres on him. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that's what Stewie's you and uh, Max um, Ben King have been doing to him at, at, at the training dock for <laughs> the gold sons. Uh, <laughs> and then we go, go up there. But where do you have them, Cat? Uh, well, I've got the Suns in my top five actually because they got a lot of oh, these, wow. uh, a lot of these Academy boys for free, and they're looking like very, very strong talents. So I've got them third, the Gold Coast. Third. Obviously, obviously they got a few of the, uh, you know, the concessions again this year, but I think they did amazingly with them. And third Gee, is Liz. where I've got them. That's a big one. Yeah, look, yeah. Look, I had them, I had them fifth. Um, look, the fact that they got a lot, the fact that they got Hollands after a lot of people expect them to go inside the top five. Would have would have been is a big plus for mine. I think adds adds another dynamic to what's already gonna, what's already an exciting Gold Coast team. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they got Davies and Joel Jeffrey for free, Davies would have a bid for Davies would have gone in in the top fifteen, top twenty from Surely, Miller at least. Yeah, no, definitely. I um yeah, I'm pretty and, high. And Jeffrey, and Jeffrey, oh, sorry, Miller, I was just going to say Jeffrey probably wouldn't be too far behind either. Yeah, no, I was just going to say pretty high on um, Davies and I think he's done pretty well to end up with the Suns for free. I, I've got them six uh, in my rankings, I think. Uh, yes, according to the numbers, that's correct. So, yeah, they've done, they've done pretty well here, the Suns. Again, walking away with some free talent. And Elijah Hollands, what a steal there at number seven in the draft. The Giants, boys, were one that I have had. I've gone through gone through a roller coaster ride with the Giants from... Uh, from draft night until now. They had a lot of picks, a lot of list spots to fill, uh, and they were very, very active in the first round. Tanner Brun at that pick 12, Connor Stone, pick 15, Ryan Angwin, pick 18. And then going into the second round, the uh, the Giants, well, they didn't have a pick actually until late uh, where they picked up Cameron Fleet and, and Jacob Weir with their last... I lost Fleet in the 58, picks. just quietly. Uh, me and Doc were talking a bit about him on the, on the draft night. Uh, we don't mind a bit of fleeting, but yeah, the Giants. Uh, look, Tanner wasn't pleased uh, to end up there. <laughs> nah, Tanner's the I one. Think... Tanner's the one that I've got the the beef with here. Oh. Um, Tanner oh, no. seems not 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 him himself, oh, but no. with uh, with <laughs> McCartney and the rest of the team up at the Giants for drafting a guy who looks like he'll be on a flight back to Melbourne uh, as soon <laughs> as he possibly can. Uh, it's more of the same. I think Connor Stone and uh, Ryan Angwin were a bit more. A uh, bit better of pickups, but Tanner looks like the kind of guy who's giving me Haley and Caldwell vibes. Who's just gonna be coming back to Victoria in two years, and they are not gonna get a high price for him, I think, because he's not gonna find a way into the team. They've got plenty of players like Tanner. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to say, uh, Tanner Bruin looks like he he was on death row uh, <laughs> on on uh, on uh, last Wednesday night. Just, the, just the looks he was given off. It was like. Why, why, why would you pick me? It, it, apparently, GW, apparently going to GWS is a fate worse than death. Um, <laughs> Maybe he thought he was going to get the electric chair from Jeremy Finlayson when he arrived. Um, but I don't know. I, I agree, sort of, Cat. It's a bit of a strange pick. Stone makes mm. sense. I think Angle... Stone I really like. I've been, I've been grappling back and forth with the other guys, but looking at... I thought they went for more midfielders, but looking at some of the roles that guys like Stone and Angwin and Fleeton can all play, it looks like they went for a lot of speed. Uh, I think England can play round one as well, Cat. Who's yeah. that kind of oh, oh, he could. Um, England. Right. Oh, England. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that's not a bad shout actually. I really, I really do like Angwin. Yeah. Probably, probably not a top twenty pick, but considering the fact that the next pick was going to be at fifty eight, yeah, it, prob- it, yeah. it sort of kind of makes sense now. I'm surprised they didn't try and draft that's a great to trade into the second round with some of their future picks or something like that. Yeah, um, maybe they thought we'd we'd just rather take a team need here at eighteen than yeah. muddle around with the. Muddle of the muddle of the draft. So, Doc, where do you have the Giants in your rankings, mate? Uh, all things considered, I had Adam sixth, the GWS. Um, yeah. Now, look, lot, lot, we can talk about Tanner Bruin possibly being on a flight back in te- in, in two <laughs> years, but he's he's still a very very good uh, player and a very good pick pick up with twelve. Mm. He could have could have easily been a top ten pick. So, he, the fact that he slid down to their selection, it, it, it's okay. Mm. Uh, whether or not he gets games is going to be the next best thing. Um, yeah. Uh, he, he could play. He could play a role up at half forward. He could play a play a role on the wing with his skill set. Uh, look, it's it's going to be interesting to see because when you consider the fact they've still got you know the um the high end rollers in there, Stephen Cornelio, Josh Kelly, you know even Toby Green can play in there as well at, yeah. at stages. Whitfield, um, it'll be interesting to see where they fit him in. In, in the grand scheme of things, but mm. the re- the rest was pretty good. I like Cornerstone at fifteen. Angwin's a good pickup, mm. and um, I don't mind Jacob Weir at fifty nine. The final pick He's of the draft. The final pick of the draft. Another Woodville yes. boy, uh, <coughs> half back, half back operator at one eighty four centimeters. So he's um good good on good on his left foot. I love a I love a good left footer, and um very very accurate with with the ball as well. Yeah, great call there. Uh, I've got the Giants in ninth. Uh, like sort of we said, good talent, but again, the Tanner Bruin situation doesn't do them any favours for the future there at all, Cat. So we move on to Hawthorne. Oh, well, hang on. I haven't given my ranking. Oh, who'd you get? I thought you'd already given <laughs> No, I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm denied over this for the past like week, and I've finally reached a decision. I think I'm going to put the Giants in 10th. I'm going to put them right around that middle oh. of the road there. So yeah. I was going to be harsher on them, but uh, looking at some of the attributes of the guys that I picked <laughs> up, I'm going to go with 10th. Asha the tenth. Where were you going to put him initially? Captain? What fourteen? <laughs> close to it. Last. Close to it. Not oh. far off last. There we go. No, it's all right. Connor Stone's a good lad. <laughs> I like him. I like him. Yeah, wisdom. Um, the Hawks. The Hawks were another team who had a high pick for the first time in a while. Ended up with Denver Granger Barras at pick six. The man was probably the most misspelled name in the draft. I would have to say. Uh, Brother Seamus, one of Doc's uh, favourites in this draft at pick Brother, 29. Brother Seamus. Connor Downey, their academy boy, they got at pick 35, which was very, he's, very nice. And he's Tyler, my man. Tyler Brockman, a sneaky little pick yes. at pick and 46. Jack Saunders in the rookie draft as well. So they made away quite well in this draft, Miller. I told you boys about Tyler Brockman in our last episode of The Allies. His name you hadn't heard, and I said this little boy. <laughs> he's got something about him, a little bit of speed, a little bit of goal sense, and he's going to be a bloody yes. good player. The Hawks needed a small forward. Correct, they did, because uh, any other previous young small forward was delisted or put down <laughs> at the local vet. So I think uh, Hawthorne do really well to get uh, big range of brass. Definitely uh, already 20 billion times better than James Frawley, previous key back. Uh, Brother Mitchell, yeah, we like him, Seamus. So I think uh, he's got he's going to add something as well. Connor Downey, obviously, great academy pickup and Brockman again, small forward need. So I had the Hawks boys in ninth. Yeah, oh, no, nice. I had them eighth. Sorry, because I've got I've got them I've got them eighth as well. I think they did well, but uh, yep. a few teams above them I think took some better talents in yep. terms of position. Though I think the Hawks did really well. Right. Doc, 
I had them tenth, Hawthorne. Bit 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 like you boys. Yeah, thought they thought they drafted really really well. Got some needs, but I think a few a few teams above them just drafted a, a bit shrewder. I think if, mm. if if that's the right word of putting it. I, I do like Seamus Mitchell. Very clever little small forward, brother yes. Seamus. I think their forward <laughs> lines can look very different next year. The Hawks that they can blow these guys in nice and early. Imagine brother Seamus and uh, Josh Josh Morris as his small forward next Oof. year. That that's, is very juicy. That's, I was going to say Tom Morris for a minute. <laughs> I was almost, uh, <laughs> I, I was almost going to say Tom Morris. That is not and the relative also, you oh. want taking the field. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Stick to stick to what you do. Well, I don't want to say what you do best, but what uh, you do. We move on to Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say don't. I wouldn't say best, but uh, I wouldn't say don't quit your day job, but uh, do us all a favour. Melbourne, <laughs> quit your day I, job. <laughs> Melbourne are a very controversial. One here, boys. I've heard some differing opinions out of D supporters here. Um, a few of them seem to think they've gone after exclusively uh, short asses, which is necessarily not what they might have needed. Uh, that's word for word quote there. Um, who said that? Who said that? Is that <laughs> Simon man, Goodman who said that? No, a man, a man by the name of Jack Richter, my mate over on the uh, over on Yarra Valley, who is a D supporter and was not very happy. But, I wouldn't be happy being a D supporter either. <laughs> I'd love to hear John Clark's opinion out of this draft as well. I think he had a few, a bit of a meltdown on Twitter already as well. But uh, there's a man that they drafted, Jake Bowie, or Jack Bowie. No, Jake or Jack? Jake. Jake, Jake yes. Got it right Jake. first time. I thought it was who, Jack. No, it was Jake. We're all a big fan of boys. And Bailey Laurie, Bailey Laurie, the other one they picked in the first round. Fraser Rosman in the, uh, in the second and uh, I don't think they they weren't they didn't do anything in the rookie no, draft, but uh, so they not. picked up those three guys. Doc and uh, I know you're a big fan of Mr. Bowie. Oh yes, I love a good local lad, especially if he's just around the corner from where I, where I'm li- living at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, very good kid, uh, Jake Bowie. He's um, really good and really good with his uh, disposal by foot and really really quick. And he can play a couple of roles. I think he can play a little bit more small forward to start things off. He, he showed particularly at Sandy last year, played a couple of games up forward where he kicked bags of three. So it's, um, uh, mm. it's not, not, not a bad call at 21. I really, really like that. Bailey Laurie as well. Similar, sort of similar player, n- another small electric kind of forward type. Um, mm. So it, it's something that the D's really have really lacked in recent years. And they did it with, with Cosy Pickett last year. They're doing it with um, these two this year. And Fraser Rosman, a bit of a speculative pick at 34, a good endurance base. Mm. He seems like a, a Tomlinson sort of player, Rosman. Looks like he can push up to a wing or something. I, I would have liked Miller if they went for a genuine winger, sort of, you know, smaller, yeah. pacey type. Um, I'm not sure why they didn't bid on Downey with that pick at 34 that they took Rosman at. Um, but... Yeah. I would have liked to see them do a few things different the days. I agree. I think, um, <clears throat> look, I think as well, Isaiah Winder was a big guy, mm. you know, slipped to a great team. Which slipped all, all the way to the final five picks, basically. Yeah, I think yeah. he would have been... Uh, one thing Melbourne is lacking is key defender or defender depth in general uh, with the big Oscar McDonald getting pissed off. Um, <laughs> so... Look, I think uh, the D's, they got some team needs. I like, I like Rosman, actually, to be honest. So I've got the D's. I've got them. Uh, where have I got them here? I've got them 13th. I've got them 12th. I also have them 12th. Um, yeah. Jeez. Good, 
really, really, really like their um, yeah again really like their um their pick their picks but yeah I think few few teams did uh, just a little bit better. I'll tell you what, boys, we're on the mark today. Very similar rankings here. And, uh, it's great minds think alike, just as great. they say. I, 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 I promise to the listeners we haven't actually convened with our lists no. before <laughs> before uh, before broadcast. Well, Here's yeah. a team that surprised us all, boys, with their first pick. North Melbourne at pick three. I reckon, Will I, reckon, Phillips. I reckon we'll have a few differing opinions on this one. Yes, I think so too. Um, Will Phillips was the first pick they took. Obviously drove us all crazy after we had our phantom drafts basically locked in with them taking Elijah uh, at this pick. Will, uh, not Will Powell, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the other pal, Tom, Tommy. at pick 13. Uh, they picked up there. Uh, then they went in again until the second round with Charlie Lazaro. Fantastic name, I thought. Phoenix Spicer, an even better name at pick 42. Another one of the smallest lads in the draft. And they got Eddie Ford with that final mm-hmm. pick in the draft. Patrick Walker, the, uh, the Tassie boy. And, of course, the feel-good story, Alex Miller. We're very happy to see him back on our list. Connor Menegu in the rookie draft. Yeah, uh, I'm not over. (laughs) I'm happy he's got a second crack. I don't think much of him as an overall player, Mr. Man. Oh, no. No, he's he's good, great outside player, but he's soft as part of that bloke. Uh, But a good (laughs) pickup because definitely what North need a bit of outside place and run. Eddie Forward, Doc, is a guy that me and you are pretty pretty high on. So to get him, I think, is a great fit for them. But uh, Phillips and Powell, midfielders again, we've talked about it on the live. We talked about it before the draft and we're talking about it again after the draft. Strange because they need, you know, key pillars, I think. Another forward, another backer mm. would have been much better. But there's no doubt that Will Phillips and Tom Powell are, are talents. But where they slot in the uh, mix, Doc, with, you know, their midfield is going to be the key. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Phillips pick was is still... I'm still trying to wrap my head around why North would want pick... Would pick Phillips at three and then go ahead and pick Powell at 13 when you consider the fact that... They've still had McDonald on the table. Uh, mm. he, he he went the following pick at Sydney, but um, I, 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 it it still it doesn't make any sense. But the fact that I, I think these two can will, will play right away, mm. both Phillips and Powell. I think they're both very really good players. They're they're players that know how to win the footy. They're players that know how to use the footy really really well. Mm. Um, it's just the biggest the biggest question is now. Where does it leave the likes of Jai Simpkin? Where does it leave the likes of Davies Uniac? Where does it leave the likes of Jed Anderson, Ben Cunnington, yeah. if, if his back is 100% again? It looks to me like the ruse went for a lot of guys who uh, a lot of their strong qualities leading into the drafts have been their strong work ethic and they're a bit more dynamic sort of players, um, which North probably have lacked a little bit. And given the amount of delistings they had, could probably use with a lot uh, a lot of young guys who are willing to put in the work nice and early. Are they all Smalls cat or is Lazaro a key position player? Uh, I believe. Well, look, the majority of them are Smalls. I know. I know. Phillips, Phillips, Powell, Spice are all uh, quite quite small players. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think Lazaro is another another mid sized uh, right. midfielder. And Eddie yeah. Forward's no man man either. So. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think I've talked about them needing to add small defenders, but uh, I can see maybe one of these guys moving to a half back line or something. But it is odd to me that they went with yeah, predominantly uh, inside mids and then, of course, Spicer as the small forward in there. Well, I, I, I don't mind the picks, but again, they're all similar players. They're mm. not, there's no variation. It's not like they've gone for a, a big guy in the 40s there or, yeah. or a 
I'm just not sure why you have one of the best key position players available at your pick in Logan McDonald and you don't take him. Yeah. So no, it's, um, baffling uh, that's, to that's, me. that's the most confusing pick to me. There. So, so where do we have these blokes then, Doc? Because we've just given them hell. Uh, what do we reckon? Uh, look, I had him 11th. I think if they, if they had yeah. if they took Logan McDonald instead of Will Phillips, and they probably would have been inside the top eight, probably would have had him in in, in amongst the top six, but they didn't. Yeah. Uh, it's it, they've addressed no they've addressed no real needs really. I think Phoenix Spice is a good pick. I, I definitely like Eddie Ford with their with their last pick, but then again, but you've picked your first three picks have all been midfielders, and and it's 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 not a, it's not necessarily. A, t- a team need right now. You need you need you need assistance from Nick Larkin and Josh Wa- Josh Walker is a, is a handy player. He's not he's a long term prospect though. Yeah, he's, he's no. not. A, yeah, exactly. He's not. A he won't be there in five years. <laughs> he's not a long term solution. Yeah. Who, who, who's going to be your successor to, to Robbie Tarrant in in mm. five years when he's no longer there? You got nobody. I hope they're scanning out good kids for next year's draft north because uh, <laughs> otherwise they're in a bit of hot water here. Now, look, I think I've been harsh on them. We've all been harsh on them. But I think talent-wise, I think they've drafted a lot of talented kids here. So I've still got them in sixth. If they were higher, they absolutely could have cracked. If they, if they went for McDonald and maybe changed a few other things, I think they would have cracked my top three or so. But for now, I've got them in sixth. I, I I just want to say I'm not knocking any of these kids. I think all of them can yeah. are, are special players. I, I really like Tom Power and I really like Will Phillips. I really like Ch- uh, Charlie Lazaro. Looks like he'll be an, a nice little player as well. Mm. But it's it it it's nothing to do with you know, you know them being good blokes or good kids. It's about North not filling what they need. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm bang on with you, Doc. I've gone 11 as well. I had them originally a little bit higher, but pegged them back. Because, yeah, the, there's no doubt they're talented players, but what it does for their future is the real question. But Port Adelaide, where, where are they? Yes, we move on to Port Adelaide, who once again were a team that weren't very uh, active in the draft. They got their man, of course, Lockie Jones, the biggest, beefiest, mustachioed man <laughs> in the draft pool. And then they got a, a man by the name of Ollie Lord later on, who was a name that uh, I had not heard much leading into the draft. And Tyson Goldsack, of course, they've picked up in the rookie draft to play Sandful all year. A very interesting, uh, very interesting pick there. <laughs> so they're one of the least active teams in the draft, Miller. But it was good. I think they'd be happy with getting Jones a bid only on at a uh, sixteen. Yeah, <clears throat> which is pretty surprising because a lot of people had him in their top tens and top fifteen. So to get him at sixteens, uh, pretty good for them. And uh, the Overlord, uh, the, the Drug Lord. Mr. Lord, uh, <laughs> leader of the cartel at 49. So I've got Port just sitting there at 14th, boys. Comfortable draft for them. They did pretty well. Mm. Yeah, I've got them. I've got them 16th. So look, they did well with what they had, but they didn't have very much. Taj Scofield as well. I forgot to mention the final oh, yes. one pick they got in the rookie draft. Yeah, I had them 17th. Just uh, look, it's a, it's a little bit stiff, but they didn't really do much. Mm. I, I think Jones is a good Jones is a good get at sixteen. I would have had he would I would have expected a bid for him between ten and twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie Lord, I don't mind. He he looks like he's a good kid. Good leap on him. Uh, another another tall tall forward in the mold of the uh, the King boys at Sandy. And yes. uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know I don't know why you'd I don't know why you'd bring back Tyson Goldsack because uh, <laughs> he he looks he looks about as old and moldy as the um as the fruits that I picked up last last night in my um my neighbor's house. <laughs> Yeah, much like Brisbane and Geelong, as we said, they were a top four side this year, so they didn't need to. Uh, they didn't need to fill too many list needs. But here's a side that, despite 
not needing to fill too many listeners, still managed to screw it up. <laughs> Absolutely not. The Tigers. Uh, here we go. The here Tigers we go. here. We we heard it on draft night when they picked up a man named <laughs> Samson Ryan. We've we, we, we've heard it in the coming days afterwards as well. <laughs> How do you feel now, Miller? It's been it's been a week, um, and you've had you've had some time to think about it. How are you feeling about your draft at this yeah, point? I feel worse. Richmond <laughs> is a Richmond is a supporter too, Samson, and 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 you and you yeah. well, I don't care. He sucks. Um, <laughs> this guy's gone again. I'm gonna say he's gone on pick forty after not being ranked. He's playing not even in the uh, he's playing in the level below the senior below even. He's Except not in the NFL. He's in the QAFL. Yeah, whatever yeah. that is. That's not even in the alphabet. So <laughs> get him at forty. I don't care. Henry Walsh is sitting there on the board. I don't know why they don't. Pick no him one up. picked him up, Henry. He's still available. Yeah. Uh, well, there's still plenty of list spots up for grabs. So, yes. Uh, we'll yes. There's still a that. supplementary selection period. He could find uh, him. Re- reckon Broadbeach will pick up Henry Walsh. Or... <laughs> <laughs> that is very stiff. Doc. I think uh, sounds like West Coast looking at him, boys. As a as a yeah, they need another ruckman, do they? Yeah, Jeez, so, they've, they've already got a they've already got a half dozen ruckmen at West Coast. What are they what are they, what are they building over there? Anyway, a machine. Anyway, uh, Morris Jr. got a bid from the Dons at fifty one, and that's our pick up there. So the cheeky Dons. Look, Morris is very raw, good talent. Uh, he'll be something in the future, but right now he's probably the worst shot we've had since uh, Brad Helbig was taken. So I've got them seventeenth. Seventeenth. I've got them. I've got them last. La- who have you got last, Miller? You'll find out, mate. <laughs> you've absolutely you've you've ripped, you've ripped up Samson Ryan. You've ripped the club for literally the best part of a week, and you've hadn't even got last. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Doc. There's some guys coming up that I still don't even know who they are. So if I and and at least with Richmond, we know one of the players. So where do you have them, Doc? Uh, I had him last as well. Yeah, I've got um, him last. Right. I, I, I think the I think the best thing, the best thing you take out of this draft is that the fact you've got two first rounders next year, you've got two second rounders next year as well, and the twenty twenty one draft class is supposedly a, a really good one, a really I'll really just, good one. We'll just go get Nick Dacos. That'd be really nice. <laughs> oh, stealing from the pies. Well, I have a feeling I know who Alex Miller might have in last. Uh, we've got the Saints here now. Um, who are they, these blokes? Who <laughs> are well, yeah, both of these blokes that they picked up uh, really surprised us because uh, we had no idea who they were. Matthew McLeod, Allison, Tom Highmore was the two blokes that they picked up. They even sound like real people in the draft crop, and uh, <laughs> they seem like. Look, I'll give them. I'll give I, I, them this. I'll give them this from the uh, the the media coverage is that these blokes seem like they were they are going to be loyal saints through and through. They seem to be in love with the club already. Uh, There's no one there. else will pick them up, mate. Who's going to pick up a pair of nobodies? <laughs> McLeod Allison at pick 26 was a real head scratcher. Uh, we basically uh, linked uh, all kinds of players to the Saints. Nathan O'Driscoll was one that they had been really looking at, and he went at the next pick. I don't know how they, uh, they missed out on him. Um, plenty of others later in the draft. Corey Durden, Jack Carroll was still available for them to look at. Even yeah. the Freo Academy boys wouldn't have been a bad shout mm. at that pick. Uh, Eddie Sam Ford, Isaiah, can, Isaiah Winder. Can, can, I, can I just say the only reason why the uh, the Saints players love love the, the club is because um, Brett Brett Ratton drew them up. He uh, brought them to life and he said and he programmed them to uh, specifically love the club. <laughs> I've got these guys last. Are, I've got the Saints last. They are St Kilda robots, Doc. They are St Kilda robots. I think. Um, <laughs> Where do you have them, mate? 
Uh, Miller had them last, which is okay. Probably a fair shout. Item sixteenth. Uh, I really, I really like Tom Highmore. I've watched the, I've watched the, a little bit of a sandful, and he did very well for himself at South Adelaide. So he's not a bad pickup at forty-five. So, so who's you've got Tigers, uh, and there's another team below them still we haven't mentioned. No, I, I no yeah, Port, that, that was you, mate. Oh, Port. I had Port seventeen. No, no, shut up. Uh, I, I had them fourteenth. <laughs> no. I was a bit more optimistic on these guys uh, than you boys were. I think I think just looking at there, oh, they've gone for a key yeah. forward, um, which is not a bad shout. I think even if he plays for the Dragons, uh, oh sorry for the Zebras all year, um, I think it's not a bad shout for the Saints. Fourteen is, is okay. Who he, is this bloke? Oh, look, I, I must I must agree. He's, he's he's a key forward, and he's probably what good for what they need. But he's still I think given the talent available at their picks. Still, they probably could have done better. He's st- probably. He's, he's, he still is really really raw. Um, I think there's something to be said that I think the list management team has picked out some really specific qualities that no one else is looking at. Um, I think Jared Ruffin might have a little bit to do with it here, but uh, you, you mean so... you mean mean players that don't set fire to midgets or <laughs> right? Yeah, so next we've got the Swans. Uh, they Swans. drafted very well. They had a nice, uh, pretty decent crop. They got Luke McDonald at four. And they had a bid for Brandon Logan. Campbell at five. Oh, Logan, sorry. That's how Luke McDonald. Yeah, yes. Campbell was yes, one. Did. I didn't think he was going to get a, a bid in the top five, but uh, it was good for them. got a bid from the Hawks because they yes. finessed the system, as we said. Um, right. <laughs> Playing in the digits. And they got uh, Mr. Errol. Yes. <laughs> 32. And Mal- uh, Malachi Carruthers in the, uh, in the rookie draft as well. Yes. I don't know much about him other than his name is Malachi. Um, Carruthers, Carruthers, he's got a bit of something about him. I, I don't mind him. It was weird, a really, really weird, good weird name. Weird name. What, what, yeah. Why would Why would you name your kid Malachi? Malachi. It's a very traditional uh, Jewish name, I believe. Malachi. Yes, it is. Yeah, very, very old school. Very old school. Um, so, I've got the Swans. I've geez, got the Swans. Takes back to the synagogue, cat. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, very, very solid uh, draft from the Swans. I had them ninth. Um, oh, I had them higher than that. The Swans. I thought uh, I had them in seventh. Seventh. So uh, I thought they had a very good draft, especially <coughs> considering the academy guys they had available. Uh, they were always going to get him, but uh, good for them to get Golden so low, even after getting uh, Campbell so high. Yep. And McDonald is fantastic. Just look through the pick four; he's going to be massive for them. Oh yes, very I good. wish. I wish. I wish. I wish he'd change that haircut though. That's shocking. <laughs> Where's look, look, Miller? Look, looks. Uh, it, it seriously looks like his mum put a bowl around his head and cut around it. <laughs> <laughs> I had them uh, fifth. Cat. I reckon they'd be pretty yeah, well very nice. Away. I think Logan McDonald, like you had in your mock draft, is an ideal pick for them. Uh, means Buddy can retire early. Him and his fat gut can take their paycheck as well. There's a team that are uh, <laughs> beer gut, eh? West Coast. West Coast are next. They were supposed to not enter the draft until very, very late. Ended up with their first pick at 52. But geez, they did well with what they had. The Eagles 52. Luke Edwards was supposed to be a father son of the Crows, but the Crows said we don't want you. Isaiah Winder at pick 57, another guy that we rated quite highly. And uh, Zane True, one of my favourites from WA, ended up yeah. slipping all the way down to the rookie draft. So I think the Eagles, for what they had, have done a very, very good job here, Doc. Uh, I, I must agree. I mean, I had Zane True around the, around that uh, late first round, early second round. Sort mm. of. I had him at the Saints pick in my... Uh, yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. and... Um, for, for, yeah, for the picks that this, this is why this is why I had them above Sydney. You little um little quizzes, but why I had Sydney ninth? But it's because the sides like Carlton and West Coast sides that didn't have a lot of picks to work with. They've actually they've actually made some really really good picks with mm. with what they've got. And, and the Eagles, 
for what they had, 52 and 57, I had them eighth. Um, Edwards looks a really good pick. If uh, I, think, I think Tyson Edwards had a, had, a, had a kid at Adelaide who didn't turn out to be uh, any good, but um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this one is, is a little better. Uh, <laughs> But he, he looks he looks he looks a good user of the footy, Luke Edwards. Very very nice user off half back. Could be mm. uh, sort of a, a Shannon Hearn sort of replacement, maybe uh, if Alice Willardin doesn't actually do anything of note. Um, <laughs> You'd hope he cares. I hope you? so. I, I hope so. I, lo- I love Alex Willardin. Um, Isaiah Winder at fifty seven is a bargain, boys. Mm. I, I would he would have been he sh- could have been a first round pick. He could have been even early second. But the, given his um, athletic attributes are amazing, mm. but but um, for pick fifty seven, it's another another kid that can probably play small forward as well. Yep. Knows knows how to hit the scoreboard, and maybe that's something the West Coast Eagles are, are, are looking at, considering the fact that uh, their only decent small forward is, is Liam Ryan, and nobody else is actually stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Uh, right, you are, Doc. Uh, I've actually got them higher. I've got them in fifth. I think this was even more impressive what they managed to do with just those picks. So fifth place for me for the Eagles. Yeah, I've got them seventh. Uh, again, did pretty well with what they had. And then lucky last, the Western Bulldogs. Lucky last. You'd think we'd learn to stop leaving them to last because it's going to run us through about 20 minutes over time. But the Doggies, of course, had Jamara with pick one. And uh, Doc's smile has not left since they called his name out couple of the later picks as well, looking very nice. Dominic Bedendo, we're big fans yes. of already. The Burrito. Oh, and Lockie Dom- Dominic Burrito. Dominic yeah. Burrito. He looks like a uh, very good kid, Dom. Looks like he's got a good attitude. Looks good in the colours. Seemed to take to training very well on the first day as and well. And McNeil. Very, very. Yes. McNeil. I was going to say, that Dominic Bedendo looks a very photogenic lad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just, d- doesn't matter what he's doing. He just looks good in everything. <laughs> a bit of a bit of a smiling assassin, I reckon, Bedendo. He's got got the baby face, but I think he's uh, <laughs> might show a bit more on field. Not, I suggest. Not, 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 a bad, not a bad size. He's about 188, 189. So he's that high-end sort of tall midfielder type who can actually use the footy really, really well. Got good endurance base as well. So yeah, he, I like he him. Could, he could be. He could be another high half forward, Bailey Dale type. I think. Mm. Can piss Bailey Dale off. Hopefully, it'll be nice to see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but a good name and a great size. And they also got what was his name in the rookie draft? Yeah, Lucky McNeil was the other one. Lucky McNeil, already a solid, solid bodied player apparently. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think he averaged really good tackle numbers. I shared it with you. Shared it with you the other day, but I actually can't yes, remember the, num- the numbers off by heart. But I, I remember bit. Remember being really, really impressed with it. He looks well. like the so, liver, the liver protege, uh, Doc. Going to be Lord. laying those tackles just Lord. as strongly as he would. Oh, if only he had the uh, the same amount of mongrel liver has. I think he, I think he'd be the 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 great heir apparent. <laughs> where do we where? have him, boys? Doc, tell us where you've put your boys. I uh, look. I, I had him thirteenth, uh, just just for the sole fact that um after after one we knew that we knew we were going to get Eugle Hagen, mm. but. Yeah, Dominic Bedendo probably probably still a, a speculative pick at this point, but his skill set's really, really his skill set is there. Um, he just needs to get the body together, have have a couple of clean pre seasons in the gym. He could be something. And uh, McNeil, good rookie selection, but yeah, just just a few other clubs ahead ahead of the dogs in terms of overall talent and list needs. Mm-hmm. I got him in eleventh. They didn't do they didn't they didn't do too bad for themselves, the dogs. But thirteenth probably doesn't reflect that. Miller. 
Oh, Hampton Sands Cat, very similar yeah. range to you. I think, um, you know, they walk away with, I think, who's going to be the best player out of the draft and deservedly the number one pick tomorrow, Hagen. So, Absolutely. not bad there at the office. Should we quickly uh, run through our ranking in the top? Right. top to bottom. Yeah. Give us yours, Miller, top to bottom. Uh, so, top to bottom, we got the Pies in first, Freo in second, the Crows in fourth, uh, third, sorry, and the Dons in fourth. The Swans are in fifth, Suns in sixth. Eagles in seventh and GWS ops make up the eight. Uh, the Hawks in ninth, Dogs in tenth, North in eleventh, Carlton in twelfth, and then um, Demons in thirteenth, Port in fourteenth, Brisbane fifteenth, Geelong sixteenth, Richmond seventeenth, and St Kilda uh, dead last. Cap? Very good, mate. All right, well, I've done a few shifting around here, so I'll try and remember what I did, but <laughs> it basically should go like this The Pies in first, Essen in second. Gold Coast third, uh, Adelaide fourth, West Coast fifth, North Melbourne sixth, Sydney seventh, Hawthorne eighth, Frio ninth, GWS tenth, the Bulldogs uh, in eleventh, uh, Carlton, hang on, yes, that's right, Carlton twelfth, Melbourne thirteenth, uh, St Kilda fourteenth, Geelong fifteenth, Port Adelaide sixteenth, Brisbane seventeenth, and Richmond in unlucky last. <laughs> So for my, my, my rankings, I had uh, Collingwood first, I had Essendon second, Frio third, Adelaide fourth, the Suns at fifth, GWS at sixth, uh, Carlton seven, West Coast at eight, Sydney at nine, uh, Hawthorne at 10, North Melbourne at 11, Melbourne at 12, the Dogs at 13, Geelong 14, Brisbane at 15, St Kilda 16, Port Adelaide 17, and Richmond at the bottom. Very nice. Let us know your draft rankings uh, on all our socials. You can find us, A3Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3Footy on Twitter. And, of course, you can send them into the email as well, A3Footy at gmail.com. Let us know as well who you thought had the most uh, accurate ranking, who's talking the most out of their ass, because I'm sure at least one of us is uh, spewing total crap and will be totally off the mark <laughs> come next year. Knowing uh, my predictions, it's probably going to be me. But uh, uh, we shall yeah. see how these young boys do in the 2021 season. I'm very excited to watch them all play next year, boys. Yeah, no, very exciting times yeah. ahead of us. And uh, we're keen, yeah. Doc, for as well for the preseason rankings coming very soon as well for each team. And oh. when they're going to finish, they'll be, I'm going to write them down again. And I'll tell you what, they're coming back again and it's going to bite us all straight in the ass. Yes, we'll be starting our off-season reviews, of course, very soon as well. Off-season reviews and previews. The guests are getting lined up. I'm emailing away, tapping away at the keyboard. Plenty of good surprises coming through for the off-season. So uh, look forward to those and stay tuned. We, we may we, uh, start the uh, off-season previews maybe in January in the new year. Yes, we got a few. Everyone's very busy come Christmas time, of course. Yes. But uh, we will get them up and running. And then, of course, don't forget the AFLW season starts at the end of January. Yes, the AFLW. Plenty, yes. plenty of AFLW coverage for you uh, starting from then. Round one, I believe, is the 29th or the 28th of January. Whatever the uh, Thursday 28th. night is. Third, 20, the 28th is 20. Thursday night. Carlton Collingwood yep. with a huge season opener at Icon Park. I will be there, and, and, and of course then, on Friday night at Moorabbin Dock. Yep, it's it's the uh, the Catalano Doherty Cup. It's uh, <laughs> dogs, dogs and the Saints. It's, we will uh, be there, of course, in the crowd at Moorabbin Oval. I hope for their sake I, they don't call it that cup. Uh, <laughs> it would be, be an insult to the game if they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, don't please, please. 
don't call it the cup. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for all that and more. Uh, keep an eye on the socials uh-huh. to know when all those episodes come out. And with all that said, oh, Alice oh, Mills got something to say. I'm just going to say really quickly, uh, this will probably be our last episode until after Christmas. So from everyone here at A3, yes, everyone have a safe Christmas. Christmas. Yep. Uh, enjoy yourself oh, yes. with your family and your friends and your loved ones. It's been a crazy year. Uh, whether you're in America or Australia, Mumbai, wherever you are celebrating <laughs> your COVID Christmas, uh, try and enjoy it. It's going to be very different for a lot of people. But yes. enjoy your holidays and your break. And uh, we'll see you all in the new year. Yeah. Uh, also, if you are if you are travelling over the, the holidays, especially if you're in Victoria, if you you want to want to if you're driving up the country or driving up to interstate, uh, take care of yourself. Don't do don't do anything stupid. Um, yeah, just look after yourself. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> look after yourself. Don't be a dickhead. Says A three dad Alex Dockery. Very good advice from all the boys. Yes. Enjoy your Christmas, everyone. Have a very very merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Whatever it is you celebrate. We hope you enjoy it. With all that said, until next year, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Dockerty. Enjoy yourselves and tune in for another fantastic year of A3 in 2021. Thank you all for joining us and take care. Bye.